Welcome to KXA News Today. Here are your Monday morning headlines. Dallas police say a toddler and three adults are dead after a shooting Sunday. The shooter also fired at a 15-year-old girl. She is in stable condition. Police do not have a suspect in custody, but say the public's not in danger. San Marcos police are looking for a man they say could be in danger. It's 45-year-old Jacob Newhouse. Last seen Tuesday at his home on Escondido Circle. This is in San Marcos, according to the police department. He may harm himself, too. If you see him, please contact the San Marcos police. Some welcome news for the Longhorns as the University of Texas is heading to its first ever college football bowl game. Texas plays the Washington Huskies in New Orleans on New Year's Day at the Sugar Bowl. Congratulations to them. <laughs> you are going to want to get your jackets out this morning. Cold front has arrived. It's looking pretty good out there, Rich. It is. We have several days of mild weather. Unfortunately, we also have several days of dry weather. Uh, okay. All right. Yeah. There's not much rain in the forecast, <laughs> and now you can all go back to bed. <laughs> all right. Let us start with a look at clouds and radar for you here at 4:30 on this Monday morning. By the way, Kristen will be back tomorrow. We start out with a clear sky area wide today. A view from the Kreitz Market camera in Lockhart, Caldwell County. 45 chilly degrees right now. We've got a north to northwest wind across the area. 40s for most in the hill country, mostly 40s and 50s along and east of I-35. Camp Mabry right now at 55 degrees. Coldest is at Lano. They're 39 and uh, the winds again north to northwest. And we're getting some speeds at around 5 to 15 miles an hour up to 13 right now at the municipal airport in San Marcos. Temperatures head to the mid and upper 60s this afternoon. Thanks to the north wind will be a little bit warmer tomorrow. So a week of mild temperatures, a couple of cold mornings coming up. And there's that one lone rain chance. We'll talk about it all coming up a little bit later on here in first warning weather. Sally. Thank you so much. People who want to run for office in Texas have one week left to file to do that. One mom who lost her daughter in the 2018 Santa Fe High School shooting is turning grief into action by filing to run for Congress on Friday. And KXN's Monica Madden has more on how gun safety activists are working for change on the ballot. My daughter was one of the first kids that was shot and killed at Santa Fe High School. Five years ago, Rhonda Hart's life path was uprooted by tragedy. I had been a little active in politics at that time, but losing your child, you know, in a mass shooting just kind of amplified that for me. Now, her course of action is pointed toward Congress. The next step is action. That That's what I feel like. We tell our stories till we're blue in the face and everybody's crying and they don't act on it. They just sit back and, you know, keep doing the status quo, basically. And a lot of us are tired of it. Hart is part of the Survivor Club none of these families wanted to be a part of. Some who hope to turn their pain into progress. I have to do this for myself. You know, I have to do this for everybody else in my district. Also a veteran, Hart says she'll focus on advocacy for military families, women's issues, and safe gun storage laws. The Santa Fe school shooting would not have happened if that dad had taken that extra step to properly secure his guns. And that's all that I ask from people. In some places, we have not made as much progress as we would like. 
Liz Hanks with Texas Moms Demand Action says their program, Demand a Seat, your work is not done, we can do this, is a natural progression of the political activism often born from mass shootings. The program, run by gun safety group Everytown, offers training for candidates who want to run on similar ideals. We will see more and more and more people from this movement running for office. Hanks believes their experiences with gun violence are a political strength, not a weakness. There's no reason to discredit them just because they're gun violence survivors. If anything, it should be um, a selling point for voters. Hart will face an uphill battle in the ultra-red Congressional District 14. Incumbent Randy Weber has held the seat since 2013. Primaries are in March, so we have a little bit of work to do. Monica Madden reporting for us. In 2020, Congressman Randy Weber beat his Democratic challenger, getting 61% of the vote in his Southeast Texas district. Weber has a 92% approval rating from the National Rifle Association and has voted against enhanced background checks in 2021, as well as the Safer Communities Act, which was passed after the Uvalde shooting last year. And when we go in depth here, we can tell you that another Texas woman inspired by tragedy recently ran for office. That's Kimberly Matarubio for the Uvalde mayor seat after her daughter Lexi was killed in the Robb Elementary School mass shooting. Her campaign was focused around uniting the small town and pushing for stricter gun laws, but she lost to former mayor Cody Smith. Four people are dead after a multi-vehicle crash in southeast Travis County. Yesterday around 4.30, Austin Travis County EMS said that five people were pinned in their vehicles. This is on the Highway 130 service road northbound at the intersection with Maha Loop near US 183. Multiple first responders went to that call, including two Starflight helicopters. Video showing several police cars at that crash site as well as debris in the road. Emergency Medical Services says four people died there at the scene. Starflight took one person to the hospital and one person walked away not needing treatment. Digging deeper, according to Texton throughout Highway 130's first year in 2012, there were 145 crashes. That next year, that number jumped to 225 crashes. Then in 2016, 262. 2017, the most current year we have on file, that number went up to 273 crashes. What led to a security guard shot at a top golf in Austin, according to investigators? And why the remains of the founder of a Texas university are no longer on campus grounds. Good morning, this is a live look from our Lockhart camera as we kick off this Monday morning. Happy to have you here with us on KXAN News today. Let's go over to Buda where leaders there want to hear from you about road improvement projects. City's hosting an open house tonight. It's at the Garlic Creek Amenity Center from 6 to 7.30. It'll show off preliminary designs for road improvements along RM 967 and Tally Loop. You can weigh in on the designs today through next Thursday the 14th. And in Kyle, you have a chance to learn about some of the ways the city leaders there want to get around town faster. The city's hosting a road bonded neighborhood update event. It's tonight starting at 6 at Kyle City Hall on West Center Street. The city says these projects come from bond money that voters approved last November. An illness striking dogs around the country, but can it affect other pets too? What owners need to know. How the state of Texas hopes to help lift up mothers struggling with depression.
Texas football team celebrating a Big 12 title on Saturday and celebrating a spot in the Final Four on Sunday. I've got it for you coming up. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Words that have never been spoken before. Texas Longhorns in the college football playoff. It's happening. It's Texas, the, the third team in on the selection Sunday. They didn't even have to sweat it out like Alabama did. There's the reaction for the Longhorns, fresh off their Big 12 championship against Oklahoma State. And then Longhorns had the chance to celebrate again as this team two years ago, five and seven, and now in the final four. That's why they came to University of Texas, right? That's that in your mind when you go to college and all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Texas, I'm gonna be competing for a national championship. Well now that's a reality. You know, now we, we get a we get a, a one game, you know, season here, and if we're good enough then we get another game season. And so now it's just putting forth the right effort and energy to try to make that happen. It's unreal. I mean I I get goosebumps every time uh, I even think about it. Uh, again, just just truly honored to, to be a part of a team that you know works as hard, and um, I know that we're gonna we're gonna come to play. Um, you know, we played Washington and in the Alma Bowl last year, so it's it's kind of funny how that all works out. So couldn't be more excited for for this amazing opportunity. A New Year's night. Meantime, Vic Schaefer and the Longhorn women try to do something they've never done: beat Gino Oriema and UConn. Packed house at Moody yesterday. Great start for Texas. Then it kind of turned into a ball game, but Shaley Gonzalez, the three, and then up by 14. And Madison Booker, the freshman, she was outstanding with 20 points. And Rory Harmon, maybe a little better 27 points, 13 rebounds, 56 41 into the third. But UConn gets right back in it. It's a six point game. Amina Muhammad off the loose ball, the bucket she had 15. That the dagger. Longhorns celebrate their first ever victory over the legendary program from Stores, Connecticut. They're back in action on Wednesday night against Long Beach State at Moody Center. UT men, they head to Marquette and take on Shaka Smart and the Golden Eagles on Wednesday night in the Big 12 Big East Challenge. Back to you. As the Longhorns get set to play their first bowl game, the Texas State Bobcats will play in their first bowl game. Texas State will take on the Rice Owls at the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl December 26. It's from Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas. The game will be broadcast on ESPN at 430 that afternoon. The UT Austin celebrating the last day of classes for the fall semester with the concert on the mall tonight. Grammy award winning DJ Diplo performing along with opener Peachtree Rascals. Gates open at 7 this evening. The show starts at 8 o'clock. Admission is free with a valid UT ID card. Uh, UT says wristbands will be given out on a first come first served basis. I don't know if I've heard this before from the UT campus <laughs> having finals. a huge party for the end of the semester with Diplo, who I like, which I don't know what yeah. that means, you know, for all the cool people out there, but this is really amazing. Well, first of all, you are one of those cool people out there. Second, though, so fitting too, like, hey, you're going to the playoffs. That's right. Let's get Diplo. And you know, it all, it's all rolling together. A lot of momentum. Yeah. Yeah. A very exciting day across <laughs> Central Texas yesterday because of the football team and the women's basketball team. And then there was the controversy that is still going to go on and on and on oh, because yeah. of what happened to Florida State. Yes. But the question will be, did they get it right? And I think for three of the four teams, yes, they did. <laughs> All right. 
Good morning, everyone. The weather for the concert, by the way, will be very nice tonight. Uh, we are starting out with a clear sky right now. Temperatures are in the 40s and 50s and will rise into mostly the 60s. The view from the Austonian here downtown. By noon today, temperatures will have warmed into the upper 50s to low 60s on our way to afternoon highs again in the mid to upper 60s. 65 to 69 looks pretty good today, a little lower than yesterday's high of 73. Nine o'clock temperatures are going to be dropping rapidly and so uh, 40s and 50s on our way to lows tomorrow morning in the upper 30s to low 40s. Going to be a cold start to the day. Tuesday will be our coldest day of the work week, but we will rebound very nicely into the upper 60s to low 70s on Tuesday afternoon. So not much is going to happen. We don't even have to put any pause points in this clouds and radar depiction of what will happen over the next few days. Sunny days, clear nights, and no rain across the area. Now we wind this out to Thursday. Friday we'll see a partly cloudy sky and then the next chance of rain and in fact the only chance of rain that we have will come on Saturday afternoon as the front makes its way into the area and then by Saturday night the front has cleared strong winds left behind and Saturday night into Sunday will be clearer and much chillier on Sunday afternoon and the National Weather Service is very optimistic that most of the area will not pick up a drop of rain but I'm going to go optimistically 500s if you will for our eastern counties because that's I think where most of the rain is going to fall 69 for the high today 42 tomorrow morning, 72 tomorrow afternoon, down to 69 Wednesday. We'll peak in the lower 70s Thursday, the upper 70s, partly cloudy Friday. With the rain Saturday and a west to north wind, 70 for the high Saturday afternoon, down to 62 and strong north winds on Sunday. Rich neighbor neighborhoods in New Orleans are drying out after storms with heavy pockets of rain moved in Saturday. Several areas flooded with a total of four inches of rain falling at Louis Armstrong International Airport. The nearby city of Slidell got over six inches. Tom. Thank you, Rich. Derek Chauvin's lawyer says his client is out of trauma care and back in prison more than a week after being stabbed. The former Minneapolis police officer is serving a federal sentence for violating George Floyd's civil rights, as well as a concurrent sentence for murder. Prisoner stabbed Chauvin 22 times at that federal prison in Arizona in November. An incarcerated former gang member is charged with attempted murder in connection to that stabbing. My daughter would be better off without me. Those are the words of an Austin mom who says she battled postpartum depression. She wrote to KXAN investigators anonymously about feeling isolated, sad, hopeless, and overwhelmed. The state health department says mental health disorders are one of the leading causes of pregnancy-related deaths in Texas. The state recently updated its plan to combat maternal depression by improving access to screening treatment and support services. KXAN investigator Arzo Dose takes us inside a new community space focused on doing just that, helping moms. This is a little indoor outdoor courtyard. As Nikenia Wilson walks the halls of the village place. This is a multi-purpose room. She says she can't help but feel at home. This is a co-working space. Austin-based nonprofit Black Mama's Village is behind the community hub nestled on just over an acre along I-35 in Northeast Austin. They can come here and 
find their their tribe, their people. Um, their children can play with other children who look like them. They can co-work. We're in the process of finalizing uh, drop-in childcare. Beyond a space to just connect, a doula and midwife will be housed here and soon a therapist and psychiatrist to help with any mental health conditions, including postpartum depression and anxiety. If I have food insecurity, if I do not have enough financial resources, if I have housing insecurity, if I'm experiencing discrimination and racism, um, if I don't have health insurance and I can't go and see a doctor after I have my baby, those things are going to impact my mental health. Please go in here, right? Wilson says they're working on getting grants to provide mental health services at low or no cost, which she believes will impact access. It's a key goal for the state, too. The Health and Human Services Commission recently updated its five-year plan to combat postpartum depression and other maternal mental health conditions by 2025. HHSC has been working with experts and women's health providers on a number of goals, including improving access to screening by expanding telehealth options. Developing curriculum at the University of Texas Health Science Center at San Antonio focused on prescribing practices for maternal mental health and increasing awareness among providers treating women at risk. I work with women, um, mostly postpartum, women who experience postpartum depression, women who experience anxiety. Shayla Wilson will soon be a provider at the Village Place. It is a holistic environment where you can go um, and you, you know, there will be child care there. So your child is just right around the corner in the next room. And you can also see a provider. You can also see somebody to get the help that you need all in the same place. The women behind this village say they understand. Favorite room in the building um, is the nap room. It's what they needed during their own journeys. I'm grateful that we're able to provide something that we didn't have. Arzo Dost, KXAN Investigates. The CDC says about one in eight women will experience depression after a pregnancy. Maternal health experts tell us postpartum depression can be diagnosed and treated well over a year after birth. The common symptoms include irritability, feeling isolated, anxious, or a change in mood. So how does Texas compare to the rest of the country when it comes to maternal mental health and resources? First of its kind interactive map by the Policy Center for Maternal Mental Health and George Washington University has been tracking maternal mental health risks and providers by county. Texas is among the top six states in what's considered a dark zone, meaning moms are at greater risk for suffering from maternal mental health disorders. There's a greater need for providers. The map also shows risk factors contributing to maternal mental health disorders, disproportionately impacting rural areas and communities of color. To see how your county stacks up and for details on the village place and the resources available if you need someone to talk to, you can head to kxan.com and click on this story.
If you have a cat, you maybe have heard about a mysterious respiratory illness affecting dogs in several states. Well, now we have some good news, whether it's a cat or another pet. Early indications seem to show that they are not getting the illness. There have been no reported cases of the illness in species other than dogs. There are some steps that you can take to protect your dog, though, against respiratory illnesses. Things like decreasing contact with other dogs, especially those who are sick, and watching for the warning signs of that mystery illness, like fast breathing, coughing, runny nose, or being less interested in food. Here at KXAN, we get hundreds of viewer photos every month, and we want to showcase some of the best pictures we receive. So we are narrowing them down to our top 10 favorites for the month. And boy, are these some good ones. We're then going to let you pick the winner. Right now on our website, you can vote on which photo you think is our top photo from November. The winning shot will move on to represent November in the best viewer photo of the year contest. If you'd like to submit your photo for December, you can email it to report it at kxan.com. For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking for you in the 5 a.m. hour. A private security guard injured after a weekend shooting at the domain. The message his bosses have for those who did it.